Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And on the turntable this week, we've got Late Night Feelings by Mark Ronson. And this is the start, Dan, of our selection over the next five five weeks of our albums of the year. Yes, absolutely. What a great year it's been for music. It's been a ripe year for music. So it was um, quite tricky to whittle them down, really, wasn't it? We really sweated over the decisions that we made. It's a bit like um, X Factor when they're sat on that table with all the photos out and we're just moving them all around. Yeah, and I think for a while there, I didn't think we were going to agree on anything. No. I mean, you were quite keen to have that Ace of Base Greatest Hits on there. You were having none of it. So Studio albums only, I'm afraid, Well. So our first one, in a very particular order, <laughs> so this is number five, is uh, Late Night Feelings by Mark Ronson. Not that long ago we last talked about Mark. Yes, we did record collection back in September. Uh, lots of fun. Lots of The great thing talking about a Mark Ronson album is there's lots for the people to talk about, aren't there? And do you know what? Since that episode, I haven't stopped listening to, uh, it's on heavy rotation, the song Record Collection. It's, yeah, an absolute favourite of mine. That collaboration of Mark and... Uh, obviously, Simon Bond and Nick Rhodes there. Brilliant song. And what's great about this album, of course, there was um, Uptown Special came between Record Collection and this one, but it's a very different sound, isn't it? Mm. Um, different sound, new collaborations. Yeah. And yeah, a new approach here. Mark Ronson himself, British slash American musician. DJ, songwriter, record producer. He's had a lot of success prior to this album. Uh, with his previous work, uh, he's had a lot of guest artists, uh, he's had a lot of producer credits himself. In fact, we were only talking a few weeks ago, oh, well, more than a few weeks ago now, about Robbie Williams. On the Love Light single. Mm. Great song, great production. And the input he's had there as well. But we are talking specifically, specifically, <laughs> about Late Night Feelings, which was released on the 21st of June of this year. And I think Mark did kind of set the scene, he set out his own stall, you could say. But I, before the album came out, he said it's going to be a collection of sad bangers. So when we were actually talking about which albums we were going to do, I was quite surprised that you agreed on this one because you know, sad bangers kind of sets it up for mainly ballads, which obviously you're uh, dead against. But you do like some melancholy, don't you? And you I, do love like... a, I love a lot of melancholy. Yeah. And a sad banger, there are a lot of songs that I've enjoyed that I would class as sad bangers. And there's a lot of these actually that are sad bangers that not necessarily ballads actually, despite the fact that you, you know, that might be what you think he's alluding to. So before we get stuck in, in the background you can just hear this album begins, at, you know, Mark Ronson's perfectionist, he creates a body of work, so there's a, a late night prelude in the background there with my old friend, finally we actually get her on the podcast, Leaky Lee. Um, which leads us into the track and the second single released from the album, Late Night Feelings. Late Night Feelings there, oh, I love that track. It's such a cool disco track, isn't it? Yeah. 
just I think the elements that make it disco there's almost chimes in there aren't they which do that uh, some wonderful vocal effects and I really just like the the sort of repetition of the on and on and on mm. I think that that kind of phrase in a song adds a certain something to it uh, I'm thinking specifically of how Abbott did it with their song on and on and on I was thinking a bit Diana Ross actually while mm. that was playing uh, do they on and on and on or just no the... no just in general just that sort of general disco sound and Dan, of course, Leaky Lee, who you've referenced many times. Too many times, some might year. say. Nice to finally talk about her. And uh, so, so vocally, vocally, vocally. <laughs> what uh, what do you think of her as a as, as the featured artist? She's got a lovely, lovely singing voice. Yeah, it's a lovely falsetto at the end there, almost. And I definitely will get one of her own albums on on here one day because I do really love. Uh, she's got quite a she can really break your heart with her voice, which I think works really well on this track. Uh, and she's worked with some of my favourite people. So she's done a track on uh, with you 2 on the album that was added to everyone's phones. It's a lovely little gift. She is going to be featured on Duran Duran's next album. I've got those in this episode as well, again. But I have to say, when I first heard this song, I, and, and, you know, I knew it was going to be the combination of Mark Ronson and Lee Lee, so I knew it was going to be huge. Maybe I uh, initially set my expectations so... Uh, too high because I wasn't quite sure about it but then um, like a lot of late night feelings it became a bit of a grower and uh, quite light in the end disgusting some lovely steel drum in there as well which um, a few weeks ago we saw Hot Chip and one of my favourite songs of theirs is I Feel Better which has got some lovely steel drum in there uh, this was uh, the second single to be released uh, from this album. I shouldn't have really said that when I introduced it, should I? Because that's normally, uh, I kind of took the facts away from you. So no, I no, no, I'm not, I'm not precious. Oh. And not that it matters anymore, but it got to number 30 in the UK singles charts. Chart. I, I stopped saying the charts. Are, oh no, I used to say the charts are, were a different place by then, but I just don't even talk about the charts anymore. It's a given now. And there are two fellow uh, producers on this song. So you have... Honourable C Note, or maybe C N O T E, who's uh, collaborated with some track by track faves, including ASAP Rocky, Two Chains, and Neo. Uh, and you've got <laughs> and you've got Junior Blender there, another track by trackable producer uh, who has worked with Chronix, Damien Marley, and Stylo G. Damien Marley, any relation to Bob? Yes, son of hmm. yeah, son of Bob. So, track three now. Uh, this is Find You Again. Try to pass the night away with somebody new But they don't have a shower and I compare them to you It's too late, too late Baby, I know I'll never find you again Find you again Have mercy on me, please I messed up to the third degree This crush is kind of crushing me I do therapy at least twice a week There's a U-shaped space in my Find you again there. Uh, important to note the U is uh, in text form. Yes. And this is featuring uh, Camilla Cabello, who for ages, I for some reason got confused with uh, Ruth Lorenzo. I thought you were going to say Camilla Parker Bowles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember Ruth Lorenzo from the X Factor... Volume uh, six or something. Volume when I used series. to when I probably last watched it actually. Wow. Uh, but no, um, Camilla Cabello is much younger than Ruth Lorenzo. And interestingly, Camilla 
of course, found fame in Fifth Harmony, the girl group who were formed on The X Factor in the US. Oh, that's a nice link, isn't it? She's also courting with uh, Sean Mendes. I don't know if you're familiar with his, his work. Yes, I think I saw him live during a recording of... Oh, with you! Yeah, <laughs> Alan Carr, Chatty Man. Yeah. yeah. When I got hilariously lost in uh, ITV. Yeah, ended up uh, sat on the panel of Loose Women. Uh, <laughs> the girls weren't there. No, because it was about midnight. Yeah, what a fun night. I, it was, I couldn't get out, could I? No. This song I, I love, again, I think it's a really chilled, it's kind of a chilled, almost quite European, almost summery uh, vibe to it. The percussion reminds me a lot of something along the lines of Lionel Rich's All Night Long. But I think the bass is very, it's what makes it a bit more modern, it's very humming, droning bass. Uh, one of the co-writers of this track was Tame Impala. It's Mr. Kevin Parker of Tame Impala, who did a lot of work on the last Mark Ronson album, of course. Uptown Special. But yeah, it's great. This was a single, wasn't it? It was a single, and it did, it did better, actually. It's, um, I guess it's indicative of Camilla's uh, popularity, but it did uh, reasonably well across a lot of Europe. Um, and got to number 27 in the UK singles chart. Uh, released on the 30th of May 2019, the day before my birthday. Which is interesting to no one apart from yourself. Well, just a little reminder for next year for people. That's my birthday eve. So, track number four now. This is Pieces of Us featuring King Princess. Pieces of Us featuring King Princess, who's a New York songwriter, singer, producer. Quite new, isn't she? I think her, uh, her debut album, Cheap Queen, came out just a couple of, well, just, just a month ago, actually. Um, but I have been hearing bits and bobs about her, so I think she's, uh, she's heading for the big time. And she's signed to Mark Ronson's record label. Oh, that's lovely. And she's genderqueer. She played at Glastonbury this year, actually. Did you see her? I didn't. Which stage was she on? She was on the park stage. Ah, it's very appropriate. So this song, I think there's a bit of funk to this song. Uh, Almost feels like it's the trails of the previous album that featured, of course, the massive hit Uptown Funk. Um, But it's one of those songs that kind of just delve and dips in and out of different different tempos, I think you could say, different styles. I think it's a bit bit shoegazy as well. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and this was... Uh, produced, uh, co-produced with the Picard brothers, uh, a Parisian duo. That's all I've got on then, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Track five now is Knock Knock Knock, and you can hear that just playing as we're, as we're talking at the moment, as it's just a minute and a half long, um, and it's a kind of inter- prelude into uh, track six. Um, and this is Yeba. On a, a score of tracks, it's three a score. I'd call it a brace of tracks. A brace, what's a score? Fine. We better hurry up, otherwise we're going to get to the end of our 30 seconds we're allowed to play. Knock, knock, knock. Um, so then Knock, Knock, Knock it moves into the next full-length track, which is track six. Featuring Yeba, it's Don't Leave Me Lonely. Boys, we fall apart. Let's do it in the dark. Hit me in the heart this time. Don't 
So don't leave me lonely there. I think just perfectly sums up when Mark Ronson said it's sad bangers. I think this completely 100% falls into that category. This might shock you, Dan. Oh my God. It's one of my favourite songs on the album. Well, it, it doesn't actually because it is there is a banger element to it. Mm. And I like how it's tender, but I love the beat running through it. And it's almost that beat. It's, I'm just I was trying to think about what kind of style, what genre that would fall into. Is it a bit sort of dance hall? Is it a little bit more R&B? I don't know. I'd say definitely both of those, definitely. But then I think the strings give, give it a bit of a kind of a luxurious... I mean, it just lifts it yes. a bit as well. And I wish listeners could see, whenever you talk about a track being lifted, you open your palms and you lift it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get a video of that one day. Maybe we'll do a uh, YouTube channel one day. Well, listeners, do let us know if you're interested. You're never too old to be a YouTuber. Some would disagree. <laughs> so interestingly, I asked you earlier if this song was a single. This was the third single released. But just lately, I've seen it getting lots of live performances from uh, Mark Ronson and Yeba. I think on Strictly Come Dancing or something like that, they did it recently. And, and something else as well. So it's almost like, it, although it was released a while ago, it's kind of, um, it's, it's proved to be a favourite. And I can, and it does, it is one of those tracks where maybe it's not immediate, but if you listen to it and really listen to it, it really kind of consumes you. Yeah, definitely. Will, can you tell us a little bit about Yebba? Yes, I certainly can. So Yebba is um, Abby Smith, um, and she's a singer-songwriter from uh, Memphis. Uh, and she's done and other collaborations with some of your favourite artists, such as Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran. Well, not really, Michael of T. Uh, I do believe she was actually signed to Ed Sheeran's label, if I'm not incorrect. But a very new artist, again, I like that previously with, particularly with Record Collection, Mark Ronson worked with Boy George, Duran Duran, etc. Huge artists. Here he's working with very new artists. So Yeba hasn't actually released her debut album yet, but I'm sure this will give her a helping hand. And what a wonderful vocal she's got. Uh, quickly just want to point out that Andrew Wyatt co-wrote this song with Yeba, and of course he did feature heavily on the Record Collection album and is uh, part of Mike, Mike Snow. And you can just hear the next contribution from Yeba. It's another shorter moment for track seven, playing underneath the snow, which is when you went away. It almost reminds me a little bit of um, the end of the Beatles' Abbey Road. The second half of the album is just made up of little songs that all merge together to form almost a medley. That's the kind of, that's what I feel about these songs here. Sorry to bring the Beatles as well. No, that's okay. But I don't want to see Paul McCartney at Glastonbury next year. I'd rather watch uh, Dagger Through the Heart. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> Track eight. Uh, and this is featuring Alicia Keys and the last Artful Dodger. Not... The Artful Dodger, from Oliver, or The Artful Dodger, the garage producers, uh, Truth. Say, and I don't know if it's the part of the track we'll play, but how that song just kind of grinds to an end, I really like. 
Um, unfortunately for uh, UK listeners, you will have heard that a lot in a Vodafone ad this year. I knew I'd heard it on an advert somewhere. Lovely to hear, but just, I'm not a Vodafone fan. <laughs> just putting that out there. And I'm, I'm not going to give an allegiance to a certain network. Mm, no, it's not the right thing to do. Unless anyone wants to sponsor us, in which case, do get in touch. Are there any other songs that were used in adverts that have made you just hate the song? Um, was it Morrison's that used... Shine by Take That. Yeah. yeah, that was a great example. Uh, for me, it is Fleur East from X Factor when she did that song, Sax. She, uh, I think actually she covered Mark Ronson's Uptown Funk on The X Factor before it was released as a single. And then she did that, that song, which was... Maybe if we're lucky... Rather than your interpretation, it might be nice to hear just a little yeah. bit of that song. very influenced by Mark Brunson and particularly Uptown Funk. Uh, that was released as the Asda Christmas advert. So I think it's quite a good song actually. It's quite a good uh, It almost homage. devalues the brand not Asda as in Fleur East yeah. that song by featuring it in an Asda advert. But it, uh, Asda, I don't know if I said it in Asda Christmas advert so it has found its way into my Christmas playlists. Which is probably part of the reason why I can't listen to it. But it's nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, Christmas advert. Anyway, back to, back this, to this song. Back to this track. So one of the writers on this track is... Uh, Winter Gordon, who I remember from her, she had an album out herself. Do you remember the, the track Dirty Talk? No, I don't remember that one, no. Oh, again, if we're lucky, let's hear a little bit of that. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I have heard that one. Also went on to work on quite a few of the tracks from Beyonce's Lemonade album. So I said not many big names on this song, but there is, of course, the um, unmistakable sound of Alicia Keys on there. Favourite Alicia Keys song? It has to be Falling. Really? Mm. It's a great song. I loved Empire State of Mind, her own version of that. Again, I think last week I was talking about uh, songs that soundtracked my first year of uni, and that is another one of them. Had that on iTunes. And if we're lucky, we won't bore anyone by playing those tracks. <laughs> also featured in this one is The Last Artful Dodger. Will, any information on The Last Artful Dodger? Yes. Um, Alana Chenevert, a hip-hop artist from Oregon. Lovely. Not giving too much away. That's what I like. So, track number nine now. This is a biggie. The lead single from the album. This is Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. Nothing gonna save us now. Well, this broken silence by thunder crashing in the dark, crashing in the dark. And this broken record spinning less circles in the bar, spin round in the bar. This world can hurt you, it cuts you deep and leaves a scar. Things fall apart. Miley Cyrus there with. Mark Ronson on Nothing Breaks Like a Heart. My favourite track on the album. I know it's obvious, but well, it's, I don't care. It's kind of obvious, but there's something about that song, it's a strange thing to say, there's something about that song that is almost just so perfect. 
there's you know there are lots of songs that you can listen to and think are oh, great but or maybe you don't like that bit or that bit but this song it's a you know it's it's a great part of the album but it also it's got this real country twang to it it's could be a relation of Jolene by Dolly Parton and you can really hear the Parton-esque delivery of some of those lines in that song obviously and there's the the family factor she's godmother mm. to Cyrus Cyrus Miley and of course, we saw this perform live at Glastonbury this year. And that was a real treat, actually. And remind me, because I was facing the wrong way and a little bit worse for wear, did Mark Ronson come on stage to play guitar for this? Do you know what? I was trying to remember. I can't remember. It's bad, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, I think just... Uh, Confirmation just coming in, actually. Yes. Yes, yes he, he did. And yes. it was lovely to see him on stage. Yes. From I'd, what we can not remember. Yeah. I've said it before, but I'd love to see him doing a, a slot... With just all the special guests coming in, like a, a rotation of uh, a rotating stage on all those special guests, I pay quite a handsome amount to pay to see that. Uh, can you put a price on that? Uh, Thirty-five pounds. Yeah, sounds about right. This was a big hit. So actually, this was released last year. Now this song it was oh, November was it? last year. Oh wow! This got to number two in the UK, uh, and as well as uh, Glastonbury, um, Ronson joined Miley at Radio One's big weekend. Lovely. So, actually, this week it turns one. Oh, I should have said that's the reason we're doing this up. No, it's... Oh, no. no, it's albums of the year. And can I just say, a bit of an apology, actually, because we haven't yet mentioned... Al- oh, I don't know, say her name. Ilse Juba? Ilse Juba. Ilse Juba, yeah. She, sorry, uh, forgetting the name uh, wrong. She's co-written a lot of these songs, Late Night, Feelings, Truth, and this song, and some coming up as well, uh, with, with the other artists featured... And she has also had some incredible work with uh, Pink, Miley Cyrus on her own, Rita Ora, Rudimental, and your favourite, Will, Michael Bublé. Ah, uh, Michael Bublé. <laughs> Something I learned on, on researching this album for this episode, Jamie XX co-produced this song. Which you, I didn't know, and I was very surprised to hear that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Love hearing these, love finding out while we're doing the episode. So moving on now to track number 10, True Blue. Blue, not a cover of the Madonna song. Oh, I'm afraid. But it was. It's a great song. I think this song, maybe more than any other we've heard so far, is one that because it's one of the longer songs on the album as well, at uh, almost six minutes long. I think it's more about the sort of the soundscape of the song yeah. than the sort of any of the lyrical content. Uh, some wonderful guitar work in there, which one would assume was by uh, Mark Ronson himself. Although Angel Olsen, who features on vocals, is also a guitarist. Uh, she's an American singer-songwriter from St. Louis in Missouri, um, currently living in North Carolina. Uh, and she's released a number of albums herself, four in fact, herself. Your thoughts on the track itself, Will? I like it. I enjoy the sound of it rather than some of the specifics of kind of what's going on lyrically. Lyrically? But again, yeah, it's more of a atmosphere. Yeah. I would agree. So on to track 11 now. Uh, this is Why Hide. Mm-hmm. 
Featuring Diana Gordon, who is the previously mentioned Winter Gordon, mm. but actually on vocals there. And I think for me, the, the highlight of that song is her voice. Yeah, particularly I like when it goes to the chorus. It kind of just lifts, I'm doing your hand motion there, just lifting the song up. Um, and But it's one of the most stripped back numbers, isn't it? It's basically just her vocal, some very chunky sort of piano notes there and a bit of percussion. And I can really, when I was listening to this, I was really could almost visualise people dancing in slow motion to this one. Maybe I'm imagining a music video that was never made. Uh, or maybe a music video yet to be made. Well, maybe. Maybe there's a new calling for you there. Uh, well, yeah, I could make, I, well, when we do our YouTube channel, I'll do the editing. I tend to do most editing anyway. Now, now, come on now. <laughs> uh, so, Diana Gordon, Winter Gordon, uh, co-wrote that track with the XX. Love that the XX were involved in that. I'd love to hear uh, more collaborations with Mark Ronson and the XX. Putting that out there. And if we're lucky, they might do something. <laughs> Again, we've, a lot of things we've talked about have happened, so that'd be wonderful. So who knows? <laughs> Sound like uh, the voice of the balls <laughs> from the National Lottery. Alan Dedicote. Oh. BBC, famous BBC continuity announcer. Yeah. Strictly. Yes, of course, yeah. yeah. So we're on to track number 12 now, and this is 2am, and Licky Lee is back, Dan. Lovely. What a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork. On a Leaky Lee song. I'm so sorry, Dan. But yes. Um, I love the artwork for this album, though. Love, love, love it. And I have to say, sorry, before you go into detail, this is one that I definitely want in a frame one day. Another little hint for a Christmas present there. Well, I'd love to have, rather than just the, like, the vinyl album in a frame, I'd love to have what is basically, it's a, instead of a disco ball, it's a heart that's Cut in half, broken in two. Yeah. So it's a broken-hearted shaped disco ball in a frame. And that would be amazing art to have at home. Definitely. It's the literal visual uh, interpretation of the sad banger. Objectified. It is. It's fantastic. I think all of the singles followed that theme as well, didn't they? Um, mm. In sort of different ways, different colours. Uh, lovely artwork. Really nice. Uh, the song itself... I can see why you chose it, particularly because it's the most stripped back song. I said that about the last song, but even more so, this song is even uh, is very stripped back. But I really do like it because I love Leaky Lee's vocal so much. When it begins, I think it's very much, there's a, some of the chords right at the beginning feel like Paul McCartney and Wings band on the run, which I imagine uh, it's not, not for, for me. Yeah, not for you. Um, and I really do like the line, I'm not your lover, but we're making love. Makes you, makes you question things. It's quite sad. Hmm. So we're on to the last track of the album proper. 
um, which is uh, track 13, uh, it's Spinning. A lovely way to end the album. It's very ethereal. What a wonderful choice of word there that I said <laughs> while I was playing. Um, and quite subdued almost. And it isn't, there are certain albums, this, there are certain albums that might have faded out at this temper that we would have... Called Peter in by now. But Peter out would have been in, uh, for want of a better phrase. Um, not here at all. It's a beautiful end to the album. And... I love right at the end how it just, the refrain goes back to the Late Night Feelings prelude from right at the beginning. And if it's, if the album is, is Late Night Feelings, this would be the point when you drift off into a dreamlike state. Yes, or I was actually thinking more of the sun is starting to rise because you've been up all night with your feelings. And reality is slowly starting to creep back into your life. Awful, awful reality. So worth pointing out that on... Uh, vocal here we have Elsie I hope, really hope I'm saying her name right Elsie Elsie Nana's best friend from the royal family <laughs> and uh, but also Leaky Lee on that refrain there and Yebba as well so it's just a really nice uh, celebration to, to close the album it's, it's beautiful love that song love the whole album that's why it's in our top five yeah lovely and just a quick mention on how the album did when it was released it was a big hit in the UK, got to number four in the uh, album charts uh, and did very well across uh, a lot of Europe actually as well. It was, in terms of reviews, I would give it an average of seven and a half out of ten across reviews from the likes of Rolling Stone, Enemy, The Guardian, etc. Nothing on Digital Spy? Nothing on Digital Spy. Oh, but that new gay bar has open in EastEnders, so <laughs> quite busy talking about that. The Albert. <laughs> Uh, so for further listening today, because we're approaching December, party season is on us. So we yes. thought it'd be nice to highlight a couple of particularly banging remixes that sprouted out of tracks from this album. I mean, you definitely would expect remixes of Mark Ronson singles. Like, I imagine he's uh, very keen for them as a DJ himself. So Will, over to you first. So I've got a remix up my sleeve of Late Night Feelings, and this is the Jax Jones Midnight Snack remix. <laughs> Banger. And what a funky house donk Jack's put on there. Good lord, yes. Uh, of course, he did release his debut album early this year. Just missed out on our top five. But some wonderful collaborations there with Ray on You Don't Know Me, uh, Mabel on Ring Ring, and on Play, he worked with Years and Years. All great tracks. All great tracks. And you can definitely tell that's a Jack Jones track. Mm. Uh, I think he kind of really... He showcases some of the elements of the song, the some of the chimes, some of the bass, but he also just put uh, an additional donk on that as well. 
just oh. before we go on, what uh, is your midnight snack of choice? I'd have to say, last night when I got home, uh, I was nibbling on some granola. Oh dear. Health cake. It's just tasty. It's not as healthy for you as you'd think granola. It really isn't actually, is it? No. Mm. What I, about you? What did I have when I got in quite you, late You were talking night? about a toasted sandwich, weren't you? Love cheese toasty. Cheese and chutney. You love your chutney. I do. Your chutney ferret. It's Christmas chutney as well. From Fortnum's, but I didn't want to talk about that. So my choice uh, for the listing, another remix. This is Don't Leave Me Lonely featuring Yeba. And this is the Purple Disco Machine remix. Don't Well, we certainly had a boogie to that remix just then. Oh, that was even funkier than the Jacks one. Yeah. So Purple Disco Machine remix that one. They came to prominence, for me I should say, they came to my attention when they released Falls in Degrees, a remix of that earlier this year, which I just thought was fantastic. And also the, that Falls album is another one that we kind of ummed and ah, didn't we, for top five. Yeah, and it's just, just shy of the mark. The other track, I think, it's, I think I'm thinking of the Purple Disco Machine remix of... That song about work the dance floor. Oh, Georgia. Yeah. Which uh, fantastic artist. I think. Hope we come to talk about her next year. She's done some great stuff. She'd have to release an album. She better had. Uh, but yeah, what a fun song. What a fun remix. What a what a great album. We're out of time. But do let us know what you thought of Mark Ronson's late night feelings. Is it in your top five of the year? Let us know at Move to Trash UK hashtag Track by Track. And do take a moment as well, if you've enjoyed our uh, mutterings today, to give us a like and a, a review and a rating uh, on Apple Podcasts as well. It's, you know, Christmas is around the corner. It would be a real gift. As well as actual gifts. Yes, please. As, it's not our main present. <laughs> do the impression. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to who might be number four next week? Certainly. So... Next week, number four, we are talking about a three-piece indie dance band, I suppose you'd call them. And my God, we were waiting for this album for a long time. Eight, over eight years, in fact. And it's their third studio album. Very exciting to talk about that one next week. Mm. It's been a long time coming. And we're in December next week as well. So. I know, so Advent has started. Yeah. You've opened a few doors. Yep. Until then, I've been Winter Gordon. And I've been Yeba. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>